Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hey everyone, welcome back to another installment of my epic Lindsay Lohan series. This is going to be part 12. And, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode just because I was kind of sad doing my research for this one in that Lindsay really didn't have any great projects coming out. Everybody kept saying her career was over since like 2006, 2007. But in reality, she still had a lot of stuff coming out. People might not have liked it as much. Yeah, it wasn't the parent trap, but she still had a lot going on. And this year, which is 2011, it really just got to the point where it snowballed out of control to this place where it just it was in the bad place as Chandler Bing would say like it just it wasn't working anymore and so we are going to talk about her continuing legal troubles and many of the other things that Lindsay got into in this era of her life including Playboy magazine which it's a great time to do Playboy if you are just completely unstable and in and out of jail I I always say you know (laughs) if you're new welcome Sometimes I make sarcastic jokes and I will be continuing that. I do want to remind you guys that the Ashley and Jessica cast is on Patreon, by the way. So if you want some bonus episodes, go log on to patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessica. It's only $5 a month. You can cancel anytime online. And I'm just going to get right into it because once again, there's not even time for a good long intro. You don't need one. Just buckle up, get in because... We are actually going to start kind of at the end of 2010 because the jail episode that I did, which was part 11, was so chock full of legal issues that I really couldn't get into the fact that Lindsay did come out with the movie Machete or Machete at the end of 2010. Now, this is a Robert Rodriguez film that is actually an expansion of a fake trailer that was published uh, as a part of the promotion of the Grindhouse double feature event that Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino did back in 2007. So Machete is this kind of like exploitation style film, very 70s, and Lindsay has a very small role in it, but it still was very significant that she do this movie because... She had to prove to Hollywood that she was insurable and that she would show up on the set day after day. And that's probably why she had a smaller role. I mean, this is the type of movie where a few years ago she would have been starring in it. But I actually think that this type of role is really good for her. And I wish that she had been able to score some more roles like this just because she can pop up here and there in a movie without 
the whole movie being on her shoulders. So I kind of think this was the perfect amount of responsibility to give her. This movie is definitely not for everybody and I'm not going to review it as thoroughly as I have her past movies just because she does have such a small role in it. But here's the summary that Rotten Tomatoes wrote on their website about it, which I think is perfect. It says, Machete is messy, violent, shallow, and tasteless. And that's precisely the point of one of the summer's most cartoonishly enjoyable films. And there you go. That really sums it up. So Lindsay was actually only required to be on set for three days. I feel like that was the perfect amount of time. Like she was like, okay, I only have to be on time for three days in a row. And I will once again have a perfect reputation in Hollywood. (laughs) I mean, that's probably what she was thinking. It's not exactly what happened, but they didn't have any complaints about her. The director, Robert Rodriguez, and Danny Trejo, the star, said that they loved working with Lindsay. Trejo said, I've known Lindsay since she was about 14 or 15. She was great. She was glad to be there and work, and she was very professional. She did really, really well. Rodriguez said that it didn't take much convincing for Lindsay to sign on to the film, as if she had like a billion options at that point. She really didn't. I mean, I think this was like, this was one of the only major films that Lindsay was being offered. He said, I showed her a poster of her, a nun with a gun, and she was like, sold. Her character has a really good arc, so that surprises people. You'll see it and you'll go, okay, I can see why they chose Lindsay to play this part. And then by the end, you're like, wow, she's turned into somebody else completely. Everyone sort of becomes this iconic character that could go on to be in their own movie. That's kind of what I wanted. The film was released on September 3rd, 2010. It has a 71% fresh rating on the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes and a 63% audience score. My opinion, this isn't my favorite Robert Rodriguez movie, honestly. I also don't love Lindsay's role. I mean, she definitely looks beautiful, but there's not really a whole lot to it. I mean, she only was on set for three days. And it is interesting and funny to see her in a nun outfit holding a gun, I guess. And it's really cool that she actually gets to share that scene where she is in the nun costume. She has a scene with Robert De Niro, which I think is every actor and actress's dream. So that must have been really cool for her. Obviously, she was in a lot of trouble at the time, so there wasn't a press tour for this movie either. So I actually couldn't find her commenting a lot on this movie at all. She is nude in the film also. It was originally reported that she was going to be full frontal nude in this movie, but she's actually covered. You do see one of her boobs for like a split second, but her hair is so long and blonde that she wakes up naked and it's actually covering her chest. And one thing that I found so funny, and I I feel like they did this on purpose. It's kind of part of the whole 70s exploitation film thing, but They do have one scene where she has a body double. Like, it's not her because the scene requires you to show your boobs, but you see the girl's face. Like, you fully see this girl. I mean, it's from the side, but, like, you can tell that it's obviously not Lindsay. And then the actress that plays her mom, I guess she was fine with showing full frontal nudity because she's just herself. But Lindsay, it's clear that Lindsay doesn't want to show her boobs. So it's like... You know, Lindsay's fully covered, but the mom is just like, bam, out there. And I just think that that's kind of funny. This movie isn't a must-see, but I do think it was kind of vital for Lindsay's career at the time. Like, I really feel that it was important to squeeze this movie in. And I wish that her agents and Dina and whoever else was out there advocating for her, I wish that they could have gotten her more parts like this. Just stuff that's small and 
even though I'm really happy right now that she's coming back with these three big Netflix movies that she's starring in, I actually think a better idea to get Lindsay back into the respected area of Hollywood would be for her to do more movies like A Prairie Home Companion and Bobby because those movies were ensembles where the whole movie isn't resting on Lindsay's shoulders but she still gets a lot of praise for them because she knocks out her specific role really really well and then all of the co-stars of the movie people like Meryl are saying these amazing things about her so it really just makes her look great in the end and she doesn't even have to do that many days on the set. In early 2011, it really seemed like things were looking up for Lindsay and that she was going to be on a better path. Yes, she was still photographed going to clubs and big Hollywood parties and things like that. But remember, her every move was reported on. So instead of the tabloid saying that Lindsay was throwing a drink at somebody or getting kicked out of a club or falling down drunk, they were actually reporting that multiple sources, you know, every time she was seen at a party or something, it would say that multiple sources confirmed that she actually was not drinking at the party or no, she didn't seem high. She seemed like she was on the straight and narrow and things like that. She was photographed during the day going to the gym a lot. She was spending some time with Samantha Ronson. There was a lot of speculation that they were back together. Samantha even tweeted once, which it's now deleted, but she tweeted that Lindsay actually was in bed next to her. And that had seemed like a relationship that could have worked out if things were not so crazy in Lindsay's life, right? So I think that there was a lot of hope at this time. And Lindsay was even the subject of fashion photographer Adam Secor's Fight and Fable show, which was running at a gallery in Venice, California, which is where Lindsay was living at the time. And she had taken a break from rehab in November 2010 to actually shoot this photo shoot and he said shooting Lindsay was inspirational for me as an artist she's so beautiful I consider her a muse and a friend this image evokes whimsy fragility and at the same time depth of character and strength both haunting and inspiring at the same time I love that he said that and I love this shoot for her if you just want to google Lindsay Lohan Adam Secor you can see some of the photos a lot of the photo shoots that she did in 20. 10, 2011, 2012, I don't like them. She looks messy. She looks, you know, maybe under the influence of something. Her fingers are always in her mouth. Like, it's just, it just, like, makes me crazy. I'm like, why does she have to, like, she, you know, she's holding a gun. She's bloody. Like, it just, like, seems like she always would want to go out of her way to be super, super edgy. And these photos are just her, like, wearing nice clothes looking nice like it's it's not it sounds boring the way I just described it but it's not if you see the photos you'll understand what I mean however unfortunately this good period lasted mm, about three weeks before Lindsay committed a crime so on January 22nd while shopping in Venice allegedly Lindsay walked out of a store wearing a one-of-a-kind necklace that cost $2,500 The owner of the store reported the necklace missing to the LAPD and on February 9th they requested a search warrant for Lindsay's Venice Beach home. There actually had been pictures of Lindsay by the paparazzi where she was wearing the necklace after January 22nd when she walked out of the store with it. 
Lindsay, of course, claimed that she did not steal the necklace, but there is surveillance footage of her walking out of the store wearing the necklace, and she did not pay for the necklace. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is theft. Now, this is not the first time that Lindsay had been accused of stealing something, and we will get into that in just a minute, but it is the first time that she had been seen on video actually taking something out of a store. Now, this wasn't the same as, for instance, Winona Ryder's surveillance footage where she is seen stealing in Saks Fifth Avenue. It wasn't like Lindsay was taking something and like shoving it in her purse and looking behind her to see if anybody had noticed. It wasn't like that. So Lindsay was able to claim that somebody at the store had told her that she was allowed to borrow the necklace which also does happen often celebrities are always borrowing jewelry and clothes for events that then get returned apparently they had been told that Lindsay's assistant was going to return it the next day and when that didn't happen that is when they called the LAPD now I don't know if this is something that a lot of people know or if I'm like blowing the roof off of a little conspiracy here but celebrities do this all the time I think that people don't realize it because obviously when you think of a celebrity or a movie star, you think of somebody who is rich, who does not have to steal anything. But celebrities do this all the time. I feel like it's kind of well known in the retail industry, but I don't know. So celebrities get free stuff all the time. That's pretty normal. They get stuff in exchange for promotion or things like that. And a lot of time this is in writing. It'll say such and such person is getting these items free of charge in exchange for mentioning it on their reality show or wearing it on the red carpet or being photographed by the paparazzi in it or something like that. It'll literally say that in writing. Other time it's just a verbal exchange and I think that's what leads to this happening pretty often. So I've heard of this occurring on many different occasions a celebrity will walk out of a photo shoot especially this happens on photo shoots a lot or they'll walk out of a store or a meeting or something like that with something that they did not pay for and a lot of the time they don't get caught nobody says anything sometimes people notice but they're just too intimidated to say anything or they just assume like oh that person would never like George Clooney would never steal and I'm not I'm not saying that he did I literally just pulled a celebrity name out of the air but celebrities do do this like I could name names okay you know they think oh they would never steal the CEO of the company must have you know Donatella must have told that person that they could take this or you know oh that person's friends with Carl Lagerfeld I'm sure that you know all of that is fine you know some lowly intern doesn't want to say anything and get in trouble or get laughed at that they assumed that someone was stealing you know what I mean a big celebrity but in the event that somebody does notice that that person specifically took it and that person is getting called out especially if it's a higher priced item what happens is the celebrity will often be like oh I I totally didn't realize my assistant was supposed to pay you for that or you know oh they don't they don't have my credit card on file or something like that or oh yeah just tell them to bill me I thought we worked that out or something I mean it's always like a quote misunderstanding right and then they legitimately do send the assistant there the next day to pay for it right like they act like it was just a total oh of course I'm gonna pay for it I always planned on paying for it but they didn't they are only paying for it because they got caught and then there's also just a lot of brands that like 
know that the celebrity did this, but they just let them take it because they hope that the celebrity will wear it and then get photographed, even if they don't have some kind of preordained deal with them or anything. They'll just, you know, that's like PR packages. You know, brands just send influencers tons of free stuff just hoping that the influencer will wear it or mention it and there's no deal whatsoever. So a lot of the time people just like let this stuff go. But you were talking in this scenario about this little boutique in Venice, a $2,500 necklace, that is an expensive piece for them, you know. That is like their rent that month. That's a big deal. So they called Lindsay out on it and you know, it really could have been a genuine mistake. I walked out of TJ Maxx once wearing sunglasses that I had absentmindedly put on my face and then my friend said something to me and I put them on my head and I walked out with them. Nobody caught me. I felt so terrible about it that I instantly went right back in and paid for them. And I said to the clerk, I was like, oh my gosh, I just walked out with these. I'm, I'm so sorry. And she was like, we didn't even notice. Like the alarm didn't go off, nothing. So yes, can you make those mistakes, genuine mistakes? Yes, you can. But Lindsay was already on probation. So, you know, stealing a $2,500 necklace definitely constitutes violating your probation. So on February 9th, Lindsay made a very famous court appearance, which I will tell you why it is famous in a second if you do not remember. Lindsay pled not guilty to felony grand theft and the judge was very stern with her. He was like, look, this is different from anything else that you have been charged with before. Like this is very serious that you have a felony charge on top of everything else. Like to be accused of a felony when you're already on probation for multiple DUIs. I mean, that is very, very serious. And Lindsay's lawyer Sean Hawley, you know, she tries to point out all the good things Lindsay has been doing and how she has been on the right track and fulfilling all of her obligations and classes. And she's been passing drug and alcohol tests with flying colors. And except for this one charge, which they are pleading not guilty to, she's really been doing great. So please consider that. And the judge is kind of like, Mm, sorry, this is a whole different ballgame. Like, it doesn't matter that she's doing everything else correctly if she is walking out of stores with merchandise that she didn't pay for. One of the things that happened in court that I thought was kind of funny is that the opposing counsel actually asked the judge to demand that Lindsay not have any contact with the shop or the shop owners because Lindsay had actually sent them flowers, which we don't know what the card said or anything like that, but I assume Lindsay was either advised to do this because it would make her look innocent or she just thought that it would be a good idea, like a nice gesture to say, I'm so sorry, I thought I was allowed to borrow this necklace but clearly I wasn't haha it's a misunderstanding please drop these charges and they were not accepting of that at all their attorney said that they were alarmed by receiving the flowers and that they did not want any more contact with Lindsay a source and when I say source I'm guessing this source's name rhymes with Bina told People Magazine Lindsay doesn't understand how the store can file a police report when they let her borrow the necklace. She's used to getting gifted items that are worth way more than that. And why would she steal a necklace? She has tons of jewelry and doesn't need any more. Perfect example of what I'm telling you guys. Like, this is how they get away with it. And you might be asking, well, 
I don't really believe that. I don't think this happens very often. This is probably just Lindsay and her issues. You know, why would celebrities do this often? Because they can. Because when you get to that level of fame, everyone is kissing your ass so much that even if you steal from right under their nose, they just smile and say, oh, no, no, no big deal. Because people, I mean, I, I kind of, I really think that like fame, it doesn't change the person so much as the people around them. And then that is what ends up changing them. You know what I mean? Like I think celebrities are just babied too much and obsessed over too much. It's like no matter what they do, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So many people are just so desperate to have any taste of like success or fame or attention. And so they'll just let them do this. I also think in Lindsay's case, for some people, kleptomania is a serious issue. Like stealing can be an addiction. They get off on the high of it, the thrill of it, of just getting away with something. I think some people really have an issue with like mainstream society and how everybody else lives. Like I think some people really enjoy being criminals. Like it doesn't have anything to do with the actual crime. It's like they just enjoy getting away with something and not having to live by society's rules. It's the whole easy rider thing, you know, rebel without a cause. Like they just want to feel like they're special. They have a different set of rules. Yeah, those stupid saps, they'll pay full price for stuff. But me, I just walk out of the store with it because I'm special. I'm important. And I'm not saying that Lindsay was literally sitting there saying those things to herself or to other people. It It's really interesting because with her, she might have just needed an addiction to replace her drug and alcohol use. Because as her attorney said at this time, you know, she was passing all of her tests. She had just gotten out of rehab and it seemed like things were going well in that area. So maybe this was how she got her little high that made her feel something. Now, if this had been an isolated incident, I honestly would probably believe Lindsay and her story about thinking that she was supposed to be able to borrow it. Even though celebrities do do this, like, I don't know. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world to steal something when you're on probation. Like, think about everything we've already talked about. Think about all of the things Lindsay's already been through with the DUIs and the multiple rehab stays. I mean, she served time in jail for violating her probation already. So it's like unbelievable that she would steal a necklace and risk going to prison again over this, over a $2,500 necklace, right? It's crazy. However, Lindsay has been accused of stealing stuff in the past and a lot of these reports didn't turn into anything or are not provable, but they do exist, right? So these are a few of the instances that I could find. Like the rest of this podcast, all of this is alleged. I am not claiming Lindsay actually stole any of this stuff, but I'm just saying there are a lot of accusations here. So in 2008, Lindsay was photographed wearing a mink coat that she allegedly stole. A Columbia University student insisted that uh, Lindsay took her $11,000 coat in New York City. Lindsay was photographed in this coat and apparently it was quietly returned. So she did take it. I don't know what her reasoning was, but she did take it. That same week... A model, Lauren Hastings, who was a former friend of Lindsay's, came forward and was like, hey, I think that this story is true because she also stole some of my stuff. Lauren was quoted 
by People Magazine saying, I have two closets. A lot of the stuff was missing out of one and the next closet was almost completely empty. She said that there were five witnesses at a late night party in her apartment. And she says, they all said they saw Lindsay Lohan basically in my closet handing a bag of clothes to her bodyguard. Five witnesses. Can you imagine you're at a party, you're stoned, and you see Lindsay Lohan piling clothes from somebody's closet into a garbage bag to take home like I probably like I don't think that I would think of it as stealing I would think oh Lindsay has to know this girl or something like there's no way that Lindsay Lohan is just stealing this woman's clothes out of her closet Hastings did report the theft but the DA's office pressed no charges against Lindsay due to insufficient evidence and Lindsay's representative responded this is all not true it's not what it seems that Second sentence is really strange to me, right? I mean, I think saying this is not true would just have been enough. But saying it's not what it seems. It's like you felt the need to continue speaking after just saying it wasn't true. But you don't want to explain any further. You just want to say this is not what it seems. Why is it not what it seems? In June of 2009, Lindsay was doing a photo shoot with the British edition of Elle magazine, $38,500 worth of jewelry went missing after this photo shoot. Lindsay wasn't accused of taking it, but she had worn it in the photos. And after that, it was gone. So not much came of this, but Dina did come out and say that it was defamatory, false, and unfair for anybody to suggest that Lindsay had anything to do with this. To be fair, a spokeswoman for Elle magazine came out and said that they had no reason to believe that Lindsay Lohan was in any way responsible and they had no further comment to make beyond that. In April of 2010, Lindsay was photographed wearing a $35,000 stolen Rolex and Lindsay was named as a suspect in the theft, you know, since she was gallivanting around town wearing it. I think the person's identity was kept private, but it says that a friend of Lindsay's had left it at her house. And when Lindsay was asked about it by the police, she said that she did not steal it. It was left at her house and then she wore it because, I don't know, when people leave things at your house, they now belong to you. We all know that rule. Uh, so <laughs> then they dropped the charges because the person who filed the report said she no longer wanted the police to investigate it so the case was closed and the police said they never determined if a crime was committed so I don't know that one is interesting to me right because Lindsay's so blatantly wearing the Rolex and she knows that she's photographed all the time so she knows that her friend is probably going to be able to tell that Lindsay has the Rolex and I wonder like did the friend call Lindsay and say oh hey I, I think I left my Rolex at your apartment which by the way how rich do you have to be to just be leaving your Rolex places if I had a Rolex I mean I, I would never buy that but like I, I just I can't like if I had a $35,000 piece of jewelry I would keep an eye on it but that's you know that's me um I wonder if Lindsay like lied to the person on the phone and said like oh I don't see it anywhere you know while slipping it onto her wrist and heading out the door to go to the club and be photographed wearing it or if you know I, like I don't know it just it's it's interesting that during this whole thing, like during all of these years of trouble for Lindsay, it seems like she actually was trying to get away with this a 
a lot. I'm not necessarily one of those people that always believes that, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. But it just seems like there are one too many accusations of theft somehow related to Lindsay, whether it's walking out of a store, somebody leaving something at her house or something going missing from a photo shoot. It seems like there's just a lot of instances of this. Now, this last one is perhaps the most unsubstantiated claim, but in 2007, so this seems like the earliest occurrence of this, a source told the New York Post Louis Vuitton had sent some samples over for Lindsay to wear in the shoot. Now, this is the same Elle magazine shoot where the jewelry went missing, right? They continued, Lindsay kept shoving clothes into her bag and a stylist assistant kept getting them out of the bag only to have Lindsay keep trying to take them. She ended up walking off with a very expensive shirt and some other items, which screwed Louis Vuitton because they were set to go to Vogue W and Harper's Bazaar for other shoots. They were furious. Apparently, when Lindsay was interviewed for the shoot, she was talking about how fabulous all the clothes and jewelry were, and she was quoted saying, I wanted everything. There was this Cartier watch, and I was like, what do I have to do to get that watch? Just pay for it, Lindsay. I mean, at this point, 2007, she's still rich as hell. You know, she had just gotten paid $7 million to be in Just My Luck the year before. So, girl, if you want a Cartier watch, you can afford it. You don't have to steal it. But isn't that crazy that there are so many reports and so many instances of things like this happening? I'm telling you, people in Hollywood get away with a lot. Like she had gotten away with all of this, right? Like she would just quote, quietly return things or whatever when she got caught. And if there are this many reports, think about how many things were not reported on. You know what I mean? So as I said earlier, this court appearance on February 9th is kind of famous because Lindsay wore what is referred to as the dress. She wore this long sleeve, white tight Kimberly Ovitz mini dress, which cost $575. She apparently paid for it. So that's good. You know, things are looking up. And she also wore black Chanel 5182 sunglasses that retail for $320. She really did look very good. I like that she didn't overstyle her hair. She just kind of pulled it back. It was a little bit messy, but looking chic at the same time. But honestly, one of the reasons why I believe that Lindsay has natural boobs and has always had natural boobs and did not get a boob job is because I also have like big natural boobs and my boobs are not saggy and neither are Lindsay's, but like they just hang differently. Like I know this is so inappropriate to like talk about, but when I see her in this dress, Yes, she looks great, but she would look so much better if she just had a bra that like held her boobs up a little bit. Because when you have something with this type of silhouette, they weren't up high enough. Like I myself have thought that my bra, like I had the right bra and then I'll wear something like this, like something long sleeved and all one color. And just the way that your boobs end up hanging, it just doesn't look right to me. I'm so sorry. I don't like to critique women's looks, but... I think it's awesome that Lindsay's just like so hot that nobody even like noticed that or cared. They're just like, damn, look at Lindsay in this dress. And like I said, the dress sold out within hours. People were trying to get it on back order. And it was honestly such a big deal that it did kind of overshadow the fact that Lindsay had stolen this necklace from a store. So I guess that was a good element of this whole thing. And honestly, not all of her court looks were this well put together or this celebrated. So at least there was one small win for Lindsay here. 
About a week after Lindsay's court appearance, Dina, her mother, did an interview that aired on Good Morning America as well as 2020. And she said, I believe that Lindsay doesn't drink anymore and I think it's going to be a lifelong struggle with addiction, but I think she's going to be okay. She's a young girl struggling. You know, she's not perfect. She's learning as she goes, but she's learning under a microscope. So I can't even imagine how that is. At this time, Lindsay was being compared a lot to Charlie Sheen, which... Jesus. I mean, I talked about this with Troy from Dunzo when he was a guest on this podcast. We were talking about newlyweds, but we got off topic and just started talking about whatever pop culture stuff. And we were talking about how outrageous it is that people like giggle about Charlie Sheen and they're like, oh, you know, crazy Charlie. And like they just act like he's a normal run of the mill, like wild celebrity. No, No, like Charlie Sheen is on such a deeper level and such a worse level than Lindsay that it's just so incredibly ridiculous and rude to compare them. And, you know, they kept asking him questions about like, do you have any advice for Lindsay? It's like, what the hell? Like, just do not associate that man with her. And this was being talked about so much that they asked Dina about this in the 2020 interview. And Dina just said, he's 45 odd years old and Lindsay's 24. And I don't know why they are comparing him to my daughter, which I mean, there are so many reasons why they shouldn't compare those two people. But I think that Dina kept it simple and good with that statement. Like, why are you comparing this man who's pushing 50 and still cannot seem to even get a shred of decency together? And... Lindsay, who's 24 and is just kind of like young and screwing up and trying to figure it out. Dina, of course, insisted that Lindsay was completely innocent of the theft and said that she absolutely could not see her daughter being a thief. And Lindsay maintains, you know, to everyone around her that it was just all a big misunderstanding. And Dina says that she forgot to return the piece after trying it on, which is not the story that Lindsay claimed. So that's not even adding up. Lindsay claims that somebody at the store had told her she was allowed to borrow it. Not that she just forgot after trying it on. Like when I walked out of the store wearing those sunglasses, I genuinely forgot they were on my head. Thankfully, I remembered when I, you know, got outside and I walked in and I paid for them. But I don't know. Is Lindsay claiming, oh, somebody told me that I could borrow it. And on top of that, I just forgot to return it after trying it on. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little fishy, a little fishy. Lindsay appeared in court again on February 23rd, and this time she wore these white sailor pants. I actually really like the pants on her, but she wore a black top with a plunging neckline, which I don't think was, not that it wasn't appropriate for court, but I don't really like it with the pants. I do really like the pants though. But of course she was criticized for having a low cut top in court. But what was more memorable was what the judge said to her so he was again very stern with her she had tears in her eyes and he told her that if she accepted a plea deal in the felony grand theft case that she would go to jail period so he said this case does involve jail time period if you plead in front of me you're going to jail He did not say how much jail time she would face, but he added that if she doesn't accept a plea deal, the case will go to a preliminary hearing when prosecutors will lay out evidence against the actress. He says, I treat everybody the same and I do not care that you are Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay stated that she understood everything that he said and details of the plea offered by the prosecutors have not yet been revealed. It was then reported 
that there was a man shopping with Lindsay at the store at the time that she allegedly stole the necklace and that he distracted the employee so that Lindsay could get out the door wearing the necklace, which I, I don't think anything ever came of this specific claim, but I do think that that's kind of interesting if she had an accomplice. A source close to the case told RadarOnline.com, Lindsay had removed a necklace of hers that she was wearing when she tried on the necklace in question. As Lindsay was putting her necklace back on, it's apparent that the store clerk was distracted by the male companion that was with Lindsay. The video then shows Lindsay and her male friend walking out of the store all while Lindsay was wearing the necklace. It's clearly visible on the video. Now, I have not seen the video, but the judge saw it. That's all that matters, really. However, I guess what they're saying here is that she had on her own necklace and the stolen necklace when she walked out of the store. It's kind of cloudy. A few weeks later, Lindsay did a televised interview, her one and only, they claimed, on Extra, and she really says a whole lot of nothing. As I've said before, Lindsay has this amazing skill where in interviews, if she wants to talk for an hour and not say anything, she can pull that off. And then she has another skill where when she does want to reveal something, she'll say two sentences that like say a mouthful and sum everything up and this was one of those interviews I could tell that she didn't want to do it and you could tell that the reporter was told you cannot ask these series of questions and so she just kind of speaks very generally about how important her recovery is and she feels great and yeah there's bumps in the road but it's okay because she's going to get back to work she's going to get back to her passion and that's really all that matters. In her very first interview after facing the judge, Lindsay Lohan says, I wanted my attention to come through in my films. Lindsay's trying to start over here in her new home near the beach. Her living room adorned with giant self-portraits, MTV Movie Awards, and even miniature toy paparazzi. Where are you right now? How are you feeling? I feel great. I feel, um, I feel happy. There's always, you know, bumps that we have in the road and as long as I'm focusing on the one thing that I know I need to put first in my life which is you know my recovery and stuff and I'm doing good and that's most important for me. While you were away working on that what did you miss the most? Working. Mm. I miss being on set. I really do miss it and I know that you know there's gonna be a lot of steps that I have to go through to kind of prove myself again and get the trust from the people that I respect to work with but I'm willing to do what I have to do to get there because that's my passion. Lindsay was also on the cover of two magazines, the first being Mode Gal magazine and the second being Japanese Nylon. So you start to see her show up on magazine covers that aren't exactly Vanity Fair, Elle, Cosmopolitan. You know, it's no longer these big names. It's like Mode Gal magazine. What What is Mode Gal magazine? I don't really know, but... Lindsay likes getting photographed in very expensive clothing and sometimes, you know, taking some of it home. Um, I promise I'm going to stop making the thief jokes about Lindsay because, you know, I love her. But it's just I don't know. It's just it's kind of funny. You, you got it. We got to lighten up the mood here, you know. So apparently around this time, Judge Schwartz was getting extremely frustrated with TMZ and the other news media because they kept uncovering all of these details about the case. And he even went so far as to make a comment saying that TMZ should work for the CIA because of the stuff that they're able to uncover and how he was so pissed and upset about this that he actually ended up sympathizing with Lindsay a little bit because he was like, wow, this really is like a whole other level of invasiveness. 
So the news that got out was that Lindsay's lawyer was trying to negotiate super low jail time because the prosecutor was so hell bent on like Lindsay has to go back to jail, period. Like you cannot steal something while you're on probation for DUI. Like you are going to jail, honey. And so Lindsay's attorney was like, okay, I understand. I hear you. How about a week's jail time, you know? But Lindsay was making this whole situation even harder by saying that she would not accept any type of plea deal that included jail time at all. However, that wasn't an option. The judge had made it clear, as I just said, that there was jail time included in this, period. And Lindsay was like, "Mm, I don't think so. So another example of what happens to the brain of a celebrity when they become such a huge star. It's like they just can't like people are saying no, 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 no. And all they hear is yes. Like they're just like, nope, I'm still going to get what I want. The thing is the prosecutor and Lindsay's attorney believe that Lindsay would only do 20 percent of her actual jail sentence due to overcrowding and the nonviolent nature of her crimes. So for instance, if the judge gave Lindsay three months, she would only end up serving like 18 days. So that's what the attorney was pushing for. And Lindsay was just like, "Mm, no, like I'm not I'm not accepting a plea deal with any jail time. And what she really didn't want was this to go to trial. Right. Like it probably would have been thrown out. But if it had gone to trial, I mean, look at all these other previous accusations of Lindsay stealing stuff. You know that the prosecution is going to get that girl Hastings who claims that Lindsay was at it, you know unloading her closet into a garbage bag you know that they're gonna have the girl whose mink coat she stole you know they're gonna have the girl that left her Rolex at Lindsay's house up on the stand saying like yeah she's a thief so that is not at all what Lindsay wanted but Lindsay had some trouble listening to reason So it was rumored that Judge Schwartz was going to give Lindsay the three months in jail, which she would only serve 18 days of if Lindsay pled guilty or no contest. So that was the plea deal. She had to plea guilty or no contest. If she continued to plea not guilty, then it would go to trial. So Lindsay was not accepting this plea deal. And the judge actually sent the case to another judge for a preliminary hearing. But he gave Lindsay one more chance to accept a plea deal. And that hearing was set to occur on March 25th. So she could plead either guilty or no contest to the grand theft charge and probably end up only serving 18 days. But Lindsay's coming from a place of, I didn't do this at all. I'm innocent. So I shouldn't have to serve 18 days in jail. And honestly, if she didn't do this, like, I don't blame her. But at the same time, when you're faced with a situation like this, you have to take like the easiest most painless route for everybody and that would have been accepting the plea deal but I also get it she wants to prove her innocence so I guess I see both sides on March 23rd Lindsay took a pretty big gamble and she decided to turn down the plea deal from the judge and opted to move toward a trial her attorney Sean Holly said in a statement Miss Lohan has maintained her innocence from the moment this case was filed and she has never wavered though many advised her to follow the safe route by taking the deal the truth is Miss Lohan is innocent she has a strong defense and we are confident that a jury will listen to the evidence fairly and acquit her around this time it seems like Lindsay felt as though she had to constantly defend herself not just when it comes to being accused of crimes but I think that people thought that she should be laying low just because she was in trouble again. And it's like, girl, just stay home. Don't get into anything with anybody. Don't steal anything. Don't drive drunk. Just chill. 
So, you know, she went to a bunch of different clubs, parties, and events. And every time somebody would report on it, which was like every single time she left the house because paparazzi were just parked outside of her apartment waiting for something to happen, she would tweet about it after. So here's an example. I was just at Roosevelt to meet Samantha and say happy birthday to a friend. I take my sobriety seriously. Please don't believe accusations. I know the rules and I wouldn't risk probation. So I guess at that particular time, they were accusing her of drinking or doing drugs. I don't even know what the specific accusation was because there were always so many that I really can't keep track. There was another time where she went to Hotel Cafe in Hollywood to see her friend perform and... Again, after she tweeted, went to see my friend O'Ferris perform and was talking to a future co-star just to be bombarded by paparazzi. So much for being normal. I'm now winded and headed home. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny to me. I'm now winded. Like everything would have been fine except the paparazzi followed me. I know that's shocking. Like she always acts like she's surprised by it. You know, like if the paparazzi wasn't there, it's like, girl, at this point you need to make do with what you have. Like you're in this situation. You know what I mean? You are a famous actress. You live in Venice. You go out in Hollywood all the time. So you have to accept this situation, right? You can't keep fighting it. And I think that in recent interviews, Lindsay has said something to that effect, like, why did I stay in LA? Or like, she'll refer to her previous self and she'll be like, I was living in LA, like as a reason why something bad happened or life was so crazy, just I was living in LA. And I think it's interesting too that in For the Record, Brittany says, you know, now that I think about it, why didn't I just get out of LA? Like, why didn't I just take my babies and go to Kentwood? It makes sense, you know? Complaining that you ran into paparazzi when you went to a concert in Hollywood and you're super famous and you know this is kind of like complaining when you walk into hell and the devil's sitting there. It's like, yeah, what did you expect, girl? So on April 22nd, Lindsay was headed back to court, but this time she had a new judge because Judge Schwartz was like, girl, I'm out. So Judge Stephanie Sautner took over this case and she just went ahead and sentenced Lindsay to 120 days in jail and 480 hours of community service to be divided between 360 hours at a women's center and the remainder at the Los Angeles County morgue iconic directly after the sentence Lindsay was taken into custody and she was bailed out for 75 grand after her lawyer filed a notice of appeal and she was released from jail within hours now what is this jail sentence specifically for well for the same thing that her last jail sentence was simply violating her probation. Judge Sautner explained that Lindsay should have called the store and notified the owners about the necklace sooner. So I guess she's saying even if Lindsay didn't return the necklace the next day, like she had promised that she would, she should have at least given them a call and just basically been more considerate, which I kind of love this judge for focusing on just, hey, just be more considerate. I'm not saying that you had to run the necklace back right away, but give them a call, explain what's going on, be like, I'm so sorry, I will be returning your necklace, I promise, you're not out $2,500. And one could speculate that Lindsay did not do this because she planned on keeping the necklace if she could, but again, that is simply speculation. The judge also noted that Lindsay waited several weeks before saying anything about it and returned the necklace only after finding out the cops were about to raid her house. And Lindsay was ordered to return to court on June 3rd for the trial of her grand theft charge. 
because remember she didn't take the plea deal so now she has to go to trial for that specific crime but her probation violation is a separate crime so i just spoke about that sentencing and then because Lindsay's going to trial she could face additional sentencing so the judge stated that she could face three years if convicted of stealing that necklace Lindsay started her community service on May 6th and it was reported that she was very professional on her first day. So this was not at the morgue. This was at the Los Angeles Downtown Women's Center. Raider Online stated that a source at the Women's Center said that Lindsay delighted the staff with her positive attitude and caring display toward the homeless people at the facility. Staffers didn't know what to expect, but Lindsay showed up and was thoroughly engaged during the day. Lindsay was truly humbled. Staffers had her sort through donations and talk to the clients. Lindsay was especially moved by the children of these homeless women. That I actually believe because we all saw the documentary, or at least I did. I mean, when I say we all, I assume very few of you actually watched the Lindsay Lohan's Indian Journey documentary, which is which is fine. Look, it's no Freaky Friday. This story, though, it does seem very PR. It seems very planted. Like, it seems like Dina paid them to write this, you know? The source added, Some people want to get their hours done with as little effort as possible. This doesn't seem to be the case with Lindsay. The women were initially excited to meet her because she is a celebrity, but that wore off very quickly, and Lindsay has made it clear to everyone that she doesn't expect nor want any special treatment. I don't know. That just sounds like very rehearsed, you know? It doesn't sound like somebody just called them and said, Yeah, Lindsay's great, you know? It just, I don't know. It doesn't sound natural. Right before Lindsay started her customer service, she actually appeared on The Tonight Show with Jane Leno, and she looked really good. She was wearing this long-sleeve satin jumpsuit with a gold belt, and she appeared very calm, very collected, but she was super excited because she had just been cast in the new Gotti film. And as soon as she sits down, that's what Jay asks her about, so I'm pretty sure that in order for her to agree to do this, it had to be the kind of thing where we're focusing on the positive, like she's not on the show to talk about her jail time or her probation or being a thief or anything like that. Like she's on the show to promote the fact that she just got cast in something. But most actresses don't do a promotional tour when they get cast, right? They do the promotional tour once the movie is coming out but I think that Lindsay's team was just so desperate to get any positive news out there that they kind of forced her to do this appearance just so she could talk about the fact that she did have a legit movie role coming up she was supposed to play Kim Gotti and if you follow pop culture you probably know that eventually this Gotti movie did come out but Lindsay was not in it and that's really for the best because it was very panned. It was one of those movies that everyone claims it's almost so bad it's good that type of film but everybody relentlessly mocked it so I guess it's ultimately a good thing that Lindsay wasn't in it but it is kind of sad to see her talking about how excited she is that she's doing a new movie and she feels like she's out of the woods with her legal issues and I guess it's nice to see her being hopeful but knowing what's coming you kind of feel bad for her so many great actors that have come here. Jane Fonda was the last one. And just in, in backstage, she would say, Lindsay Long is one of the greatest actresses I've ever worked with. And they, they, these people couldn't be more complimentary. I mean, at what it's point... Amazing. No, no, She's but amazing. I mean, at what point did you realize, oh my God, I, I could lose this. This could slip away from me. 
I think that when, you know, being young and being in the position that I was in, you don't really take the time to appreciate what mm -hmm. you've, you know, what you have. Um, and it all is kind of a whirlwind and people make decisions for you, but mm -hmm. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm 24. Yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes and I recognize that, um, but I'm, I'm in the clear now and I feel like as long as I stay focused, then I will be able to, you know, achieve what I want to achieve. What do you want to change about yourself? You're 24. What do you want to change? I just, the public perception. I want, I want public knowledge to be about my work, not about things that, that aren't, that I, you know, didn't get into this business for, that I've put myself in positions where, you know, it was, that was the bigger story yeah. than what I was working on. I'm, I'm a big girl and I'm going to do what I'm told to do. And that's what I have to do to, you know, continue on with working in my life. And I'm taking responsibility. Lindsay appeared in the May 2011 issue of Blank Magazine, and this isn't my favorite photo shoot. Again, she has her hands and her mouth, her fingers and her mouth. Like, I don't understand why do people think that that's sexy? I don't get it. Maybe it's because it's the COVID era, and I'm just like, ew, don't put your hands in your mouth. But I just feel like every single picture of her with her hand in her mouth, she looks like desperate and high and sad, and like, it's just the exact opposite image that she should be putting out there at this point. And then she also did this vampire shoot with Tyler Shields, who I have reported on before. She did multiple photo shoots with. And she did this with Michael Trevino, who was one of the stars of The Vampire Diaries. Now remember, guys, this is 2011. So vampires are everything at this time. I mean, right now, if this came out, it would be like, question mark but at the time it was like oh, okay she's doing a vampire thing just like everybody else is and this is another one where I mean I guess it makes more sense that she's bloody in this photo shoot because it's vampire themed but she already did a bloody photo shoot with Tyler Shields so it just kind of came off again as like desperate to me and I just don't really enjoy all of these messy overtly sexual photo shoots that she was doing around this time I mean I am all for a woman expressing her sexuality however she wants to so more power to Lindsay but I just feel like because of her personal issues it just came off as kind of beneath her like it it's you know, when you remember somebody as being this great movie star, it's like, why are you rolling around on the floor wearing fake vampire fangs covered in blood? Like, just do something else with your time, Lindsay. <laughs> but as usual, Tyler Shields had great things to say about her, just like every other person that she works with. He was quoted as saying, Lindsay is just so daring. She's a character in herself and she is very good at it. That I agree with. I shoot her a different way than I think anybody else shoots her, and I think she knows that, and I know that, and I think we complement each other very well. People have reserves, they have a little bit of fear, and you have to work past that. Some people, they get it, and they're ready to go, and they know what they want to do. Some people, you have to build that with them. With Lindsay, she knew immediately, like after five minutes of shooting, that this is different, this is special. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't categorize this photo shoot as special. <laughs> it's very in line with the trends and what everybody else was doing at the time. On May 11th, Lindsay entered a plea of no contest for the misdemeanor grand theft charge of stealing the necklace. She was sentenced to 480 hours of community service and 120 days in jail. 
She remains on probation and must attend counseling. This probation report also stated that Lindsay had been suspected of similar conduct in other jewelry stores, but no charges had ever been filed. So earlier in this episode, I talked about some of the other claims of Lindsay stealing, but none of them were in jewelry stores. So this is like additional suspicion. So it's like there's even more reason to believe that Lindsay has some type of problem with shoplifting. The report also stated that Lindsay tested positive for alcohol in February, one week after her assistant returned the allegedly stolen necklace to the LAPD. The report states, the probation officer believes that substance abuse is the root of the defendant's problems. Although LA Superior Court Judge Stephanie Sautner disagreed with that assessment on Wednesday. Instead, Lohan was ordered to psychological counseling instead of more rehab, in addition to a four-month jail term and community service. For now, Lindsay will be randomly tested for drug and alcohol use. Due to jail overcrowding, Lindsay will likely serve a fraction of her four-month jail sentence, and Lindsay was actually granted permission to serve this sentence at home. So not only was she not going to have to do the whole 120 days, but she also got to do it in the comfort of her own home. And honestly, how is house arrest even a punishment? Like, I guess it is for somebody like Lindsay who goes out all the time and seems like she thrives on being around people and at parties, at clubs see and be seen that type of lifestyle but I mean we all did that during COVID I feel like now house arrest just seems fine to me like if if I committed all the crimes that Lindsay did and all I had to do was like (laughs) sit at home I wouldn't be too worried about it I mean she also obviously had all of our community service and being on probation I'm sure that's extremely stressful Lindsay did not appear in court this day. She just spoke through her lawyer and she said in a statement, I am glad to be able to put this past me and move on with my life and my career. I support the judge's decision and hold myself accountable for being in this situation. She adds that she has already begun her community service at a women's center and says she hopes to fulfill my obligation without any press attention. (laughs) Okay, well, I hope to go out in a rainstorm without getting wet. It's like... (laughs) You're going to get wet. (laughs) Even if you have a raincoat on and boots, umbrella, you're going to get wet. Like, I just don't understand people that have to constantly just like fight the inevitable. Just accept it, Lindsay. You are going to have press attention. So if you know you're going to have press attention, how can you work with that? Instead of just denying it and acting annoyed every single time you get followed by paparazzi, just say, okay, this is going to happen. So what can I do to make this situation better? You know, she finished her statement by saying, I think the media spotlight should be on issues such as homelessness and domestic violence instead of on me, she says. Well, yes, in a perfect world, people would give as much of a shit about that stuff as they do about Lindsay. But, you know, I'm guilty of it, too. Am I sitting here doing a podcast about how to stop homelessness? No, I'm doing a podcast about Lindsay Lohan. So (laughs) I really can't talk. So before Lindsay started serving her house arrest, she decided to go on a last hurrah trip to Miami, which, you know, party in the city where the heat is on. Can't blame her for wanting to travel before she's literally trapped inside. And even though Lindsay had literally just stated that she hoped to get no media attention, she decided to allow 
a writer named Jacqueline D. Powers of Plum, Miami to travel with her (laughs) during this time and report on the whole thing. So this woman wrote a magazine story on Lindsay called The Long Goodbye. My opinion is if you don't want media attention, don't do a cover story. That's just me, though. I don't know if anyone else feels differently, (laughs) but that's that's how I feel. With sharp, unflinching words, Powers described the juxtaposition that is Lilo, ranging from a charming, generous, personable star of the people to an out-of-control Tinseltown snob constantly on the prowl for the next booze-drenched party. Upon arriving at the Fort Lauderdale airport, Powers writes, In the chauffeured Lincoln Navigator, it was all about puffing Parliament lights and Miami chit-chat with her entourage. Lindsay traveled with a revolving pack of pseudo-chaperones, whose most responsible member was her 17-year-old sister, Aliana. That makes me feel better for some reason. Like, I feel like we've all known that precocious child who's in, like, a crazy family and just manages to be normal despite everything. I think I'm talking about myself. Because, I mean, I like I've talked to you guys about, about this before, how I, I have a lot of drug and alcohol issues in my family. And I oftentimes felt like I was the one who had to like watch all the kids because all the adults would be getting drunk. And even though I was a kid myself, I was a little bit older than some of the other ones. So I would like make sure everybody like went to bed and stuff. I feel like that's very alley. <laughs> Powers writes, as we pulled up to the fountain blue, a bright orange parking cone was blocking the entrance. Not accustomed to waiting, apparently, she lowered the car's window and shouted, move that cone. I'm Lindsay Lohan. And it was done. This foreshadowed the arrogance and demanding personality she exhibited as her sweet girl facade started slipping. I wonder if that's true. I hate when people move cones. I mean especially at a at a business like at a hotel where the staff clearly has placed the cones there like I get that sometimes people want to move cones like for parking spaces because it's like you don't own the street like yeah you might own the house but like you don't own the street but like at a business you're gonna just move the cone the funniest part is because Lindsay's a celebrity if she had just like rolled her window down and said to whoever was there like hi it's me Lindsay I've arrived can I just park here they would have probably said yes like they might even have been saving it for her if they knew that she was coming powers also noted Lindsay's aura while professional seemed almost melancholy she was pretty and talented albeit a little sad and weary and constantly looking for drama whether it was picking a fight with her younger sister or freaking out over a lost pair of zanotti heels when she wasn't looking for drama powers wrote Lindsay was out painting the town red well wouldn't you if you were about to be locked in your house for 35 days because that's how much time she ended up serving out of the 120 35 days Uh, what is the point of even like they keep sentencing her to these long sentences and she does like an hour of time it's like what's the point of that I guess even though she didn't serve those longer sentences it is on her record that she was sentenced to that time so I guess that's the detriment to her Saturday was another night at live and all that implies. Sunday was an all-day party in the penthouse and on the beach. When I arrived at the Raleigh at 7 p.m. to conduct my interview, even her handlers were incoherent. Car services were sent and rebuffed. Even Aliana departed, but Lindsay wouldn't end the party. It was like watching the lights come on at a nightclub after hours. Not pretty. I never got my interview, Powers wrote. My associates and I were exhausted from the constant demands, drama, outbursts, and cancellations from the Lohan clique. I wonder if it was really that bad, but I'm not surprised that Lindsay didn't end up doing the interview because during my research the past 
four or so years of Lindsay's life, there's a lot of like, oh, I was supposed to interview her, but she never showed up. Or there's that one Seventeen magazine article where like Dina did the interview instead of Lindsay. And then there's some other ones where, you know, she was supposed to do a full interview, but they end up getting like two minutes or something. And even though it's really shitty to commit to something and have a journalist and a magazine devote their time and energy to you, I don't blame Lindsay really because she had nothing to lose at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Her career is completely down the tubes. She doesn't have much happening except for vampire photo shoots and a gaudy movie that is not going to happen for her. She's like, I don't care. Like, I don't feel like doing this interview, so I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, it's really shitty to just cancel on someone but why would she be doing magazine interviews at this time when she's saying I don't want any media attention even though Lindsay was doing house arrest she still had to physically go to the LA County Jail to begin serving her 120 day sentence which as I said was reduced to 35 days and that was due to overcrowding in the LA correctional system So she was fitted with an electronic monitoring device and sent home to serve her sentence. And she started it actually three weeks early than she had been ordered to. The LA Sheriff's spokesman, Steve Whitmore, told People Magazine, she is now confined to the interior premises of her home at all times. I thought house arrest usually includes your whole property. So the fact that he said interior premises is kind of weird to me. Also, by the way, I have a family member who was on house arrest once. (laughs) They forgot one time and went to ShopRite. And they, like, while they were, like, ringing up, they were like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not supposed to be here. And so they were waiting for, like, the jail or what. I don't know what who, your probation officer, I don't know who calls. They were waiting for that person to call and they never called. So basically they realized that, like, I guess because it was a nonviolent crime and it just like wasn't that big of a deal. It was like more of a formality. Their bracelet like didn't even work. So then for the rest of their sentence, they just didn't like they didn't go crazy. They didn't fly across the world or anything. But like for the rest of their sentence, they're like, eh, if I have to go to the store, I have to go to the store. And they never even got in trouble for it. So (laughs) I have a feeling that Lindsay would have uh, gotten in trouble being that she had a little bit more attention on her than my random relative but I just think that's funny like I wonder how serious these house arrest things really are like I don't I don't know it's not real jail you know what I mean so during the time that Lindsay was confined to her home of course her life was still being reported on nonstop. the paparazzi were parked outside of her condo constantly which like that's in Venice too by the way which is not like right around the corner from Hollywood or anything like it's a bit of a drive. So instead of being in the heart of LA in Hollywood where they could get a bunch of celebs on a daily basis, they're literally just parked in front of Lindsay's condo praying that they will get the picture of her violating her house arrest by coming outside. So you might be wondering, what was Lindsay doing with her time at home? Well, she was doing a lot of D-list type of stuff. Like she was getting offered random things. Like for instance, she did a commercial for Air New Zealand and they came to her apartment because I guess her team was trying to sell companies and artistic people on the fact that like, Yeah, she is at home and she cannot leave, so she can't come to you. But if you come to her, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if you come to her, 
we're good. She also started endorsing a line of electronic cigarettes. And these pictures are iconic. Like she's sitting on her balcony reading a script, puffing on an electronic cigarette. And even though it's nowhere near Christmas, she looks very Christmassy because she's wearing a red shirt and like a bright green necklace. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a very funny image. This is a very like my how the mighty have fallen moment. And I'm never one to like look down on people for doing whatever they have to do to make a buck. Girl, if you need to be in an Air New Zealand ad with a puppet which she literally there is literally a puppet in the ad with her do whatever you have to do but it just is like wow it was literally just a few years ago that you were starring in iconic movies and now you're talking to a puppet in your apartment because you physically cannot leave or else you will go directly to jail like that's dark right (laughs) it's very sad On June 23rd Lindsay was called into court once again because she violated her probation again But she actually didn't. So this is really interesting. So basically, Lindsay had this big rooftop barbecue party. And all the paparazzi took pictures of it, obviously, because like I said, they were parked in front of her apartment. And it just made her look really bad because you're on house arrest for stealing a necklace. But also, like, obviously, you have partying issues and you're throwing a party on house arrest like it just came off as a very big f you to the judge and to the legal system and everything and so Lindsay failed an alcohol test that was administered to her after the party and Lindsay claimed that kombucha was the reason for the positive test and the judge basically just gave her a slap on the wrist and told her that she's now ordered to only entertain one person at a time at her condo which really sucks I mean that means she can't even have her mother and her sister over at the same time you know what I mean like Lindsay has four siblings I think that that's kind of a major detriment to only be able to have one person especially for somebody like Lindsay who has expressed before that she gets very lonely she prefers to have a lot of people around things like that but I do think Lindsay deserved it because why are you having a big party when you're in so much trouble like yeah maybe have a few people over for dinner like have Have a dry dinner party or something where nobody's drinking, but don't have a party where you drink and then it was just very in your face to the judge. But the reason why Lindsay didn't get in any more trouble for it is because technically the judge's order requiring random testing expired on February 25th and this is June. So technically Lindsay did not have to take any tests and she also was not ordered to be completely clean and sober during her house arrest. The judge ended up ruling that Lindsay is allowed to drink alcohol during her house arrest sentence. So it didn't even really matter that she failed this alcohol test. And it just kind of caused embarrassment on her part because her probation officer wrote in the report, the defendant's behavior indicates that she is not attempting to change. It appears that the defendant does not view being on the electronic monitoring program as a privilege. The report goes on to recommend that Lindsay should serve suitable time in custody. Lindsay gave a quote, to TMZ and said, I am responsible and I am following the rules and obeying my judge and the Los Angeles judicial system. I'd like to do what I must to get my film career back and the respect of directors, actors, writers, studio heads, fans, and so on. At this time, Michael Lohan was appearing on celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew, like who wouldn't be having a drink? Like I don't fault Lindsay for drinking during her house arrest at all. I just think that it was really egregious and annoying for her to have a big party that obviously the judge is going to find out about and all of that kind of stuff. But I know that the prosecution of addicts is a very complicated topic and people get into very heated discussions over it. So I'm not going to get too deep into it. But like 
I'm really glad that she wasn't prosecuted for drinking during her house arrest because I just feel like another charge on top of everything just would have been really excessive. And as long as she's not going out drinking and driving and doing something that's going to hurt somebody, I really don't see why she can't drink at home to kind of help her get through this time. I mean, obviously the best thing for everybody, including Lindsay, would be to be completely sober but she's an addict like she needs some help getting through this time so I just don't really fault her for drinking especially because she's still dealing with her dad being the most public annoying person on planet earth and always talking about their family issues and Lindsay and she has no control over it however he did admit during an appearance on The View that he did a lot of wrong things by Lindsay and that he was trying to change. He said, at times I spoke out in the wrong ways and I did the wrong things and I led by the wrong example. He says nine out of 10 times he would take back all of the things he has said publicly about Lindsay. I feel that it's a little contradictory (laughs) to be stating this on a public television show where you're talking about Lindsay. (laughs) You're saying, nine times I just can't I can't you guys with this family like I'm actually I actually have tears in my eyes right now like I'm laughing but I'm also crying because like imagine dealing with it her father's like I really shouldn't have talked publicly about Lindsay all those times I'm gonna I'm doing it right now but (laughs) you know it's like come on dude can't you call her and tell her this personally like you don't have to do a press tour so on June 29th Lindsay completed her 35th day of house arrest she celebrated by heading straight to community service and then straight to a night out on the town in Hollywood. Will Lindsay ever learn? (laughs) This podcast is so redundant at this point. I'm like, and then once again, Lindsay made the wrong decision. She was at Lexington Social House with a bunch of friends, including the actor Emile Hirsch. This article is so ridiculous. It literally reports on like every single thing that she ate. (laughs) Like, I guess the source that they called was like, oh, yeah, like, it's probably the waiter because like, who else would know exactly what she ordered? It's just so embarrassing. Like, God, crazy. So, of course, they try to find out if Lindsay drank and the source said that they didn't know if she was drinking alcohol or not. But technically, she's allowed to drink alcohol because, like I said, she is not under any obligation to test anymore. But when she was leaving with Emile Hirsch, apparently she almost fell down and of course the paparazzi was like Lindsay 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 and Emil was like you guys are seriously kind of (laughs) losers which like mood of course they are but Lindsay then tweeted about this which like the thing with Lindsay at this time is like she acted like she was so annoyed by the attention but she also loved it like you're responding to everything like just chill so she posts a picture of her super super high platform like black stripper heels and she writes of course me going to my best friend's going away dinner is a headline especially on my first day out of my house in 35 days that does not give anyone the right to have a field day and manifest stories it was a going away dinner that was it nothing exciting happened aside from the very yummy hummus and pita if anyone caused me to nearly fall it was the psychotic paparazzi off to the gym now have a lovely day xo Lindsay kept busy with more photo shoots again she worked with tyler shields and this shoot is actually a bit better this is the one where she's in the tunnel i mean there's still like weird imagery of her holding a knife like she just killed someone like a knife covered in blood and it's like why like what is the deal with the blood it's just like enough already but there's this really nice picture of her laying in bed with Spencer Falls, who I don't know who that is, but it's not a sexy 
bedroom picture, which I think is just a nice departure from what she had been doing. Like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with women being sexual on film if that's what they want. But just because she had already been doing so much of that, it was just really nice to see this picture of her in a bed that was more of a romantic photo than like a sexual photo. And then she did a photo shoot that was much better because she was featured in Vanity Fair Italia. Her hair is white blonde, like platinum blonde. And she's wearing a lot of heavy makeup. And she's posing like she's sitting on top of this big teddy bear and holding a golden skull. Like why? I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) I don't get it. Especially the hair. Like I really think the hair does not flatter her. But there are a couple of shots where She does look very beautiful despite the really bad styling in my opinion. There's a cute shot of her wearing this pretty sequin dress and laughing and that picture is very reminiscent of younger Lindsay who was in less turmoil. Lindsay spoke to the magazine about her legal troubles stating, I did not steal that necklace. I chose not to plead guilty or innocent. In the American judicial system, it is called no contest and it serves to avoid trial by obtaining a reduced sentence in return. Otherwise, I risked ending up in prison without, I repeat, having done anything. You've seen my jewelry. Does it seem to you that you need to go stealing? The summons to the court after the alcohol test had no basis. Whoever tried to frame me was wrong. The judge said so too. I mean, the judge didn't say that they framed her. (laughs) Like, that's dramatic. But the judge did say you weren't even supposed to administer this test to her. So like, basically, it doesn't matter that she was drinking because that order had expired. Then she talked about her actual jail time, like in the actual... Linwood Correctional Facility and she said what have I done that is so terrible when I was inside I found myself sitting next to women who had killed someone unless you're a killer I don't see a reason to stay there I've never hurt anyone but myself everyone goes through periods I am struggling to get out of it and I have enough courage to do it in public I mean what have you done that's so terrible is you drove drunk multiple times like you didn't kill someone which is very lucky like you got lucky that you didn't kill someone like yeah you never intended to you didn't walk into someone's house with a knife but like (laughs) at the same time drunk driving should be taken very seriously in my opinion like maybe she doesn't deserve to be sitting next to a killer but she could have killed someone on July 21st, Lindsay had another court appearance, and while she was not found to be in violation of her probation for once, the judge was not happy with her. So the judge stated that Lindsay had only completed 33 of her required 480 hours of community service, and she expressed concern that Lindsay might not be able to finish it because it was mandated to be finished within a year. And then the judge was very salty and said, I'm not going to give her five extra minutes. I don't want to hear, oh, I couldn't do it because I was on the set of the John Gotti movie, (laughs) which she wasn't because that never happened. But this judge is clearly just saying, look, I don't care about your Hollywood bullshit. I'm not impressed by the fact that you're making a John Gotti movie. It makes no difference to me. You have to do this community service, period. She also said that a part of Lindsay's plea deal undergoing psychological evaluation had not been completed whatsoever. And Lindsay's attorney claimed that Lindsay had not gone to therapy yet because she couldn't afford it. Does she not have insurance at this point? Like, I don't know. I doubt that she lost her insurance. The judge did not want to hear that at all. She said, take someone's credit card. (laughs) I can't believe the judge said that. Like, take someone's credit card? 
don't tempt Lindsay. She might take it. <laughs> She's been uh, known to take things. So I really wouldn't say that as a judge, but all these judges were just so fed up with her. The judge stated that Lindsay needed to get into counseling and that she was going to give her 21 days to get into counseling and that if she didn't receive proof of enrollment by August 11th, she would revoke Lindsay's probation and set yet another hearing. So basically, this was just a warning from Judge Sautner, but Lindsay's probation officer had a completely different idea of what should have happened at this hearing. The probation officer was suggesting that Lindsay should be held in violation of her probation for three reasons. First one is that Lindsay did not pay $3,900 in fees for her community service, but the judge disputed this because the fees can be paid over a three-year period. So she said that it wasn't Lindsay's responsibility to pay that in full at this time. The second reason was that Lindsay did not return the probation officer's call, and the judge also disputed this and said, probation now states Lindsay phoned three times on June 15th and left messages. The third reason is Lindsay did not present proof to the probation department that she was enrolled in her community service program, the shoplifting program, and the psychological counseling program. Again, the judge disputed this and wrote, Lindsay was ordered to provide proof to court on July 21st, not to probation. TMZ reported that the probation officer had been trying to get several judges to violate Lindsay's probation for a while and have her thrown in jail, and people connected with Lindsay think the probation officer has an axe to grind. It does kind of seem like this person is out to get Lindsay, kind of. I mean, maybe they're just a very strict person and they treat everybody that they're assigned to like this but to bring up three different reasons why you think Lindsay should be thrown in jail and to have the judge who we know is frustrated with Lindsay just completely dispute all of them and say like look yeah I have my problems with this girl too but like the stuff that you're claiming isn't actually a problem that says something in August of 2011 two souls two beautiful intelligent wise brave souls joined together for all of eternity. Their names were Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. They're still together today and will be together forever. I just know it. So Lindsay attended this wedding and she was wearing a plunging white gown. <laughs> I love Lindsay. Like she does not give a fuck. It's so funny. A lot of people criticized her for this because, you know, you're not supposed to wear white to a wedding. But didn't everyone wear white to Kim's wedding? Wasn't that like a thing? Like all of her sisters wore white. Maybe she even told Lindsay to wear white. I don't know. But honestly, Lindsay also got a lot of critiques about her appearance, which you guys know I hate when women are like critiqued for their appearance. But if you look at pictures from this wedding, Lindsay looks so different. Like her face is so puffy and she looks so much older than she is. I think that she started to see the signs of aging really hit her hard just because of the hard partying lifestyle and she kind of panicked and got all these fillers and it's just so crazy because like there's pictures of her standing with Kim and Kim just like is the queen of plastic surgery right I mean Kim looks faker than fake like all the time but compared to Lindsay in this photo Kim looks like a porcelain beautiful doll and Lindsay looks like this like older woman like it's crazy it's crazy I hope she sued that doctor because 
she really, I mean, she looks so much better today. Right now she's filming her new movie with Netflix called Irish Wish. And we've seen a lot of paparazzi pictures of her recently and stuff. And she looks younger now than she did in August 2011 at this wedding. I mean, it's crazy. Also in August, she decided to sue Pitbull because (laughs) Pitbull wrote a song called Give Me Everything that had a disparaging lyric about Lindsay, which it wasn't even that bad. The line is, hustlers move aside, so I'm tiptoeing to keep flowing. I got it locked up like Lindsay Lohan. I don't, that's not even that bad. (laughs) But Lindsay's attorney claimed the lyrics, by virtue of its wide appeal, condemnation, disparaging or defamatory statements by the defendants about the plaintiff are destined to do irreparable harm to the plaintiff. (laughs) What? How is that going to do irreparable harm to her? Like that is so ridiculous. Anyway, she ended up losing this lawsuit. It went on until 2013. But the judge dismissed the case, ruling that the song was protected under the First Amendment as a work of art. So obviously like this was so stupid Lindsay's attorney was even fined 750 dollars for an affront to the court because this was a frivolous lawsuit and Lindsay was also in danger of being sanctioned for filing such a frivolous lawsuit but the judge said no there wasn't enough precedent to demonstrate beforehand that Lindsay couldn't win her case against Pitbull. But like, come on, everybody knows that's First Amendment. Like, what about all of Eminem's music? I mean, Eminem said such worse things about Britney and Christina and Moby and Chris Kirkpatrick. You can get your ass kicked. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I mean, he literally sang about like murdering his mom and stuff. And, you know, he didn't go to jail for that. Like, what did she think she was going to do? Like, what did she think she was going to get from suing them? Lindsay appeared in a music video for this band, The Migs, and she looks good, I guess. She's playing herself. Um, Something still kind of seems off about her in this music video. I think it's the platinum hair. It's like white blonde. It's like that very, very annoying, like just solid, no dimension, nothing, just the platinum hair. Like, Very few people can pull that off. Like if you're not Anna Nicole, I don't know what you're trying to do. Now would have been a good time for her to go back to her red roots. But I think this video is kind of stupid because like I don't understand why they wouldn't have her do more acting. Like I, you have Lindsay Lohan, you know, why don't you give her a good scene actually, you know. I do think it was smart of them to cast her though. I had never heard of this band before and now I've heard of them. So there you go. The front man actually is the first person that I've seen talk badly about Lindsay's behavior on set I've never seen anybody do that before he apparently had a problem with her because she held up production because she was getting hair extensions and a spray tan and then she accused somebody on set of stealing ten thousand dollars worth of vintage underwear from her dressing room the weird thing is at first this guy had said that he loved working with Lindsay and that she was very focused and very serious but then he changed his tune and started talking badly about her. So maybe she did something to piss him off. Like, I don't know, maybe he hit on her and she shot him down. Basically, anytime a man just randomly starts treating a woman badly for no reason, I'm like, oh, she turned you down? Like, (laughs) the amount of times that's happened to me, like, I can't. 
Lindsay's representative shot back at him and said, Lindsay did not hold up production in any way during the entire shoot. I do not have any knowledge of stolen underwear. What is confusing to me is they were so grateful toward Lindsay after the shoot and profusely thanked me for all of our efforts. I am very disappointed that they decided to take this route to promote their video. Also in August, Lindsay was in Venice Beach and she was caught on tape accepting a little bag of what looked like cocaine and people said that this was a video of her buying drugs. Now, even though Lindsay wasn't ordered to have random drug and alcohol testing anymore, buying cocaine, which people were claiming this was, is a probation violation. That is illegal. So she's caught on video doing this. So that was not good. It says, at one point in the video, Lindsay can be seen taking a bag from a friend. Her friend checks out the contents of the bag, and eventually Lindsay takes a different bag from another guy and hands over cash to pay for it. I mean... That seems pretty uh, cut and dry of what was happening there. So this ended up becoming a lawsuit that came from this man named Peter Dice, who is an L.A. drug counselor. He alleged that he had been defamed when X-17 posted this video because he handed her a bag of stones and crystals This man, Peter Dice, asked X-17 to just take it down, and they refused. He wanted them to retract the story. They refused. So he sued them for slander, libel, invasion of privacy, violation of his publicity rights, and international infliction of emotional distress. In response, X-17's lawyers brought an anti-slap motion arguing that the lawsuit was stifling free speech. This lawsuit went on for years and this guy ended up winning $10,000 from X-17 because it was proven that he did give Lindsay crystals. So he literally gave her this tiny little bag of crystals that of course somebody would think was cocaine. He's like a healer. So he walked up to her recognizing her and he's like, hey, I'm a drug counselor. I just wanted to you know give you these and then apparently Lindsay's like into that kind of stuff like crystals and that kind of stuff so she like bought more from him and apparently the whole thing was legit (laughs) because x17 had to pay this man ten thousand dollars and I love that he stood up for himself like that because not only is he justified but he made Lindsay look better too as a result because he proved that she wasn't buying cocaine from him So it actually seemed like for once luck was on Lindsay's side. So she did not face any charges or anything over that video. Then she flew to New York and did a photo shoot with Terry Richardson. This was not her first with Terry. A couple people asked me, why didn't you mention that tabloid photo shoot that Lindsay did? And I just want to say... There have been a couple other little things that people have said, oh, you didn't mention this or that. I cannot mention everything, you guys. I already, as it is, the amount of research, the dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of hours that it takes and everything, I cannot report on everything. But I guess a lot of you guys loved that photo shoot, which I believe it was in 2006. Lindsay did this photo shoot with Terry where he had got all these tabloids Not just with her on them. I mean, of course, she was on a lot of them, but just tabloids in general and spread them all over this bed. And Lindsay was like crumpling them up and burning them. That photo shoot is a lot nicer than this one. This is just another Lindsay smoking 
Lindsay's fingers in her mouth. Why? Why are your fingers always in your mouth, Lindsay Lohan? Please stop. You're killing me. But a photo shoot I like a lot more is this campaign that she did with the designer Philip Pline. So Lindsay flew to Milan and participated in an Amphar gala dinner and auction. And then the next day she had a press conference. I'm obsessed with her dress and her look here. Just Google um, Lindsay Lohan, Philip Pline, September 24th. So beautiful. He had approached her about being the face of his spring summer ad campaign that they shot in Lake Como. She also ended up dating him for a brief amount of time. And Philip was super, super enthusiastic about Lindsay. He just kept saying over and over that, you know, there's a lot of models in the world and they're all beautiful and they're all wonderful at what they do. But he really wanted Lindsay specifically because there's like a rock and roll edge to his brand and he wanted somebody unconventional, somebody controversial, someone with a strong personality and a rock and roll spirit, he said. So he was very proud to have Lindsay. And I think being the face of a campaign like this, even though it's not Chanel or something like that, it was a step in the right direction for Lindsay. Unfortunately, the good news does not continue. On October 13th, Lindsay was kicked out of her community service program due to violating the rules numerous times. So Lindsay was supposed to serve 360 hours at the Downtown Women's Center in LA, with the remainder being served at the morgue. And part of the deal was that the judge required her to be reliable, non-disruptive, and serve at least four hours at a time. Allegedly, Lindsay blew off nine scheduled visits, and when she did show up, she would often bail after working there for only an hour. Sources say she was terminated from the Women's Center because of these violations. The Probation Department's Volunteer Center has now assigned her to a new community service program at the Red Cross, and Lindsay was seen at the Red Cross doing that community service, so it seemed as though this story was true. After the story came out, Lindsay posted on Twitter, I just want it to be known that just because I was not followed and photographed during the times I've gone to community service does not mean that I wasn't following my obligations by going to the court. I am not to be made an example of anymore. I am working hard and fulfilling my obligations every single day to the court as well as myself. If I travel, it's for work and it's been approved, as is anything I do when I leave the state. I'd appreciate it if people would just let me do what is asked of me so that I can get my life back. Please ignore their reports which have no truth to them. Thank you. So Lindsay went into court on October 19th. Her probation was revoked. Her bail was set at $100,000 and she was removed from the courtroom in handcuffs. She made her bail within two hours. So how is she making her bail within two hours if she's too broke to do therapy? Lindsay's attorney, Sean Hawley, claimed that it was premature to find Lindsay in violation of her probation, saying that the missed appointments were due to work commitments abroad. So when she went overseas to Italy to shoot this campaign with Philip Pline, Hawley also claimed that Lindsay received a glowing report from her psychiatrist. The report says that Ms. Lohan has reached a turning point in her accountability and maturity. Judge Stephanie Sautner replied, failing to show up nine times is reaching a turning point in her maturity. <laughs> this judge was not playing. She was like, girl, you need to show up. Like, we can't make it any freaking easier for you. Her next hearing was scheduled for November 2nd, and her rep told People Magazine, Lindsay is a strong girl. She understands that she has to comply with the court. 
It is the judge's ruling and she gets that. She is going to do what she needs to do. She's going to the morgue to perform community service. The judge stated that in addition to attending the Red Cross for her community service, she would also have to do eight hours twice a week at the morgue before her November 2nd court hearing. So on October 20th, Lindsay attempted to attend her community service at the morgue, which again is so iconic. I'm sorry. I'm not saying the morgue is a funny place, but it's just like there's some dark comedic element to that, right? That Lindsay Lohan has worked at the morgue. I just can't. So of course, reporters and paparazzi were waiting outside and they asked the assistant chief coroner who works at the morgue, you know, where's Lindsay? And he goes, "Eh, she didn't show up. Can you imagine after all of this not showing up? Well, it's not entirely true that she didn't show up. She uh, arrived late. So she arrived at 840 and then Lindsay's publicist made a statement saying that her tardiness was due to a combination of not knowing what entrance to go through and confusion caused by the media waiting for her arrival. Now, I don't know. This is just me. But if I try to go through an entrance and it's closed or it's not the correct entrance. I simply walk around the building and try to find another one. How long could that possibly take? (laughs) You know what I mean? Also, what are her attorneys doing? Like, can't they call and make sure that she knows exactly where to go and exactly what to do? I mean, I get that she's probably lying and they probably did do that, but come on. Apparently, Lindsay personally went to speak to the supervisors at the morgue, apologized to them, explained, and they showed her exactly how to get in. So they were like, don't worry about it. Just come tomorrow. Be on time. Come through this entrance and we'll just forget the whole thing. Lindsay tweeted, with all the stress and pressure from yesterday and today, I've never been so happy to go to therapy, multiple exclamation marks. Also, I'm sorry for the confusion that I may have caused to those at the coroner's office. Won't happen again. Now I know where to go. Thank you for your help. So the next day, I love this. This is why I love Lindsay. She was supposed to show up at 7 a.m. and she got there at 5.35 (laughs) a.m. Just to make sure, like... You know, just to give enough time, if anything happened, she would be on time. So I guess she waited in the car or something. So that chief coroner gave a quote to People Magazine and said, Lindsay is not getting any special treatment. She's going to be cleaning toilets, mopping floors, and emptying the trash bins. If she doesn't behave, I'm going to ask her to leave. Can you imagine visiting the morgue for whatever reason you might be there? Probably a very dark, upsetting reason. And you're like, you know, let me use the bathroom before I leave. (laughs) And you walk into the restroom and Lindsay Lohan is changing the trash or cleaning the toilet. Like imagine, you know, have you ever gone into a public restroom and you pop open the door and not realizing that the janitor was in the stall and then you're like, oh, sorry. Imagine if that was Lindsay. It's unbelievable, right? It's it's like I still can't believe all this went down. At Lindsay's scheduled hearing on November 2nd, she finally faced the music. She confessed to the judge. I did violate my probation. I did not attend the therapy sessions I was supposed to attend. And I did get kicked out of the downtown women's center for violating the rules and not showing up, which was a step forward for Lindsay, right? She's not saying, oh, it was kombucha. You know, she's saying, yes, I did these things and I'm sorry and I am ready to do what you tell me to do. And so she was sentenced to 30 days in jail for violating her probation once again. And the judge gave her very, very strict rules. She canceled the community service at the Red Cross and said that all of her community service had to be served at the L.A. County Morgue. 
the judge told her that if she did not show up a single day at the county morgue without legitimate written consent or if she did not attend her counseling sessions, she would get an additional 270 days in jail. Judge Sautner also told her, you cannot serve this time on house arrest. You have to actually go to the correctional facility and serve your time. The sheriff's department said that Lindsay would only have to serve 20% of the 30 days, which is six days. Still a, a pretty easy sentence. I mean, I'm sure people who have spent six days in jail would beg to differ. But when you consider the repetitive probation violation and just extremely blatant, like, I don't give a fuck attitude that Lindsay has had despite getting locked up and arrested and getting in trouble this many times six more days in jail it's not that bad on November 6 Lindsay went out to dinner with her sister Allie and it was kind of supposed to be like a last hurrah before she went and checked in at the correctional facility so then she surrenders at the prison and she only spends a few hours overnight there and is released in the early morning hours of November 7th due to overcrowding So she got away with it (laughs) again, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to say that she did get some kind of special treatment, but I feel like she did. Like, I feel like even subconsciously, like, even though this judge is seeming like she's really hard on Lindsay, like Lindsay just keeps getting away without having to do any like real jail time. She did that two weeks at the correctional facility, but kind of feel like she got away with a lot by the skin of her teeth. And yes, she was on a pretty thin tightrope because She was given such a strict schedule when it came to her community service and her psychotherapy sessions, but she got to do that all while being free. That's major. And what did Lindsay decide to do with her free time? You know, when she wasn't at the morgue, what was she getting into? Well, Playboy magazine is what she was getting into. So Lindsay appeared on the cover of the December 2011 issue of Playboy magazine and she channeled guess who Marilyn Monroe (laughs) and when I saw the headline for this as I was doing research this headline made me laugh it said Lindsay will channel Marilyn in her Playboy spread world reels in shock over such creativity (laughs) that's funny oh it says here that it was actually in the January February 2012 issue because this is at the point where Playboy was doing two months at a time in their issues trying to save money because nobody was buying magazines anymore especially a nude magazine where you know anyone can see the most disgusting depraved you know sex act in the world just by typing something into the internet you know so obviously we all know that Playboy was on a decline at this time I do think that's funny about channeling Marilyn and how it's so unoriginal because not only does everyone channel Marilyn right I mean homages to Marilyn are constant and have been since before she even passed away. I mean, look at all of the Marilyn so-called copycats that came out after her, you know. But Lindsay herself had already channeled Marilyn so many times. It's like, let's do something new. Let's do something else. And honestly, I find it kind of ironic that she would always channel Marilyn because... Lindsay is one of those rare people that had an iconic, unique look. Like... She doesn't have to copy Marilyn. Like, had Lindsay stuck with her red hair, 
curvy body, freckled look, that was unique in Hollywood at the time. And that's how you make and build iconic imagery, right? Is you have to have something different and eye-catching and special that becomes sensationalized and adored and obsessed over by fans. And Lindsay had that type of look. Like she could have made her look an iconic look that other people would then channel. But I think because she changed it so drastically and never really went back to her former look, that didn't happen. And instead it was like she just kept trying to be Marilyn, which like I get it, you know. We all, I feel like every woman at some point is just like, you know, trying to be Marilyn consciously or subconsciously just because we grow up in this society that tells us like this is what you're supposed to look like, right? And it does make sense because Hugh Hefner, Playboy editor, was also obsessed with Marilyn. And so, of course, any chance he gets, he puts Marilyn on the cover or a Marilyn lookalike or whatever, you know. And for this shoot, they specifically were channeling the nude photo shoot that Hugh Hefner published in Playboy in the first issue in 1953 without Marilyn's consent. So it's like, if you're a fan of Marilyn, why are you doing that you know what I mean like she wasn't happy with the fact that Hugh Hefner stole her images although she actually did want to appear in Playboy right before her death at least that's what I've heard that she was appearing nude in the film Something's Got to Give which she was filming at the time of her death unfortunately it never was finished But clips of the movie have come out. They're those gorgeous clips of Marilyn where she's nude next to the pool. I mean, she just looks unbelievably beautiful. And she wanted stills from that scene to appear in Playboy to help promote the film. And I think that she probably wanted some level of autonomy over her nude image, right? It's like, okay, you stole my images, but now I want to be in control of what gets shown in your magazine. So... I don't know. It's a complex history that Marilyn has with Playboy. I just, if I was going to appear on Playboy, I don't think that I would like copy Marilyn just because first of all, it's been done so many times. Second of all, it's cloudy as to like how she felt about that. But Lindsay did it. And honestly, like I don't love this photo shoot. I really don't because it's just so obviously channeling someone else. And I would have liked to see what was Lindsay about, you know? Because one of the reasons why I actually have always enjoyed Playboy magazine is because Playboy, despite the fact that obviously it's a very looks-obsessed type of magazine, Playboy would actually show a lot of the girls' personalities in the spreads that they would do. Like the photo editors would talk to the girls about the different things that they loved, their hobbies, where they're from, and they got to represent themselves partially in their photo shoots. So for instance, I remember on the Girls Next Door, they showed this playmate, Kayla Collins, who's like one of my favorite later playmates. She was so gorgeous. And she worked at an ice cream shop for years. So they did like a soda shop type of spread for her a sexy one but like it was like a 50s type of like poodle skirt kind of jukebox type of place and it represented her personality um one of the playmates of the year during the girls next door era 
Cara Monaco. She loved Disney and Disney princesses and she had been Cinderella at Disneyland. So they did this beautiful fairy tale inspired shoot where she's like naked in a Cinderella carriage. That's when my all time favorite Playboy spreads. So it's like, what's going on with Lindsay at this time? You know, like aside from jail and trouble, like what does she want to express through a beautiful nude image of herself, you know, something about her personality. Why does it have to be about Marilyn? Like, that's why I don't like this photo shoot. It has nothing to do with the stuff other people were saying. Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, she has no options in Hollywood now, so obviously she has to show her body in order to get money and attention. And look, that was partially true. People didn't have to lay it on so thick and attack her like they constantly did I mean of course it's partially true if Lindsay had a choice would I rather star in a Martin Scorsese film or a Steven Spielberg film or appear in Playboy I'm sure she would have picked the movies right but she didn't have those options at the time and so she kind of was placed in this category of women that the world looks down on because they decide to go nude in Playboy and I am not cool with that I would never look down on a woman for doing a nude photo shoot but it was true that she didn't really have a lot of options and Hugh Hefner standing there with a million dollar check and at this point Lindsay didn't have a lot of money in the bank so she said yes and she still looks beautiful in the photo shoot look I'm not (laughs) I'm not trying to claim that she doesn't she is a gorgeous woman and even if it was a terrible shoot I mean even those shoots that I hate with her hand in her mouth she still looks beautiful it's just you know They're not my favorite shoots. And this one I just would have liked to see her represent herself more rather than represent Marilyn and and this, you know, same look and narrative that Hugh Hefner has been pushing since the 50s. It's like, we get it enough already. Do something different. Like, imagine how epic it would have been if Lindsay appeared nude in Playboy with her original beautiful red hair like if she had secretly dyed it and then like came out on the cover with her old look intact maybe gained a few pounds and did like her curvy like red haired image like that would have been so cool it would have been like the return of Lindsay like let's see Lindsay not Marilyn we all see Marilyn enough for the love of God I'm sure you know Marilyn's spirit is sick of seeing herself everywhere like if she can see how we all obsess over her down here on earth she's probably like laughing at us you know So of course they interviewed her for the magazine and I actually always love Playboy's interviews. That classic joke of, oh Playboy, I read it for the articles. I actually have enjoyed reading Playboy on many occasions. (laughs) I do enjoy the eye candy too, even though I'm a straight woman. Doesn't mean I don't like looking at beautiful women. But I actually think Playboy was a pretty good magazine. Like it, you know, it's it has a complicated history, but there are good things about it too, in my opinion. So Lindsay said, Looking back, I probably would have listened to and taken more advice from the people whom I admire and I would have followed through with it more. My stubbornness at 18 and 19 years old got in the way. During the past five years, I've learned that time flies faster than you think and because you only live once, you have to learn from your mistakes, live your dreams, and be accountable. As for the decision to pose nude, Lindsay said, sex and sexuality are a part of nature and I go along with nature. Knowing yourself and your body is so important because it gives you confidence and in life women need confidence. It's a very male dominated world to begin with so knowing yourself and being comfortable with your body is an important thing for me as a woman. Everyone is entitled to their opinion but this is mine. 
She also said, I have no idea why there is this fascination with everything I do. I suppose it is all a part of this trend of people wanting to know every detail of a celebrity's life. I mean, once we get to the point where magazines are doing pictorials on my wardrobe to court, that's just so unimportant. It's, but it's, they're celebrity magazines, Lindsay, and you're insanely famous and you're getting in tons of trouble and then you're showing up to court looking like a supermodel. That's interesting. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Us Weekly is not going to start talking about, you know, the Middle East. Like, it's, it's a celebrity, <laughs> like, I just think it's so funny when people are like, focus on more important things. There are people dying of cancer out there. It's like, yeah, but this is E! News. Like, you know what we also need? We need an escape from all the dark things in the world. And looking at Lindsay Lohan's court outfits, it's a pretty nice escape. Hugh Hefner revealed that initially they really didn't want to do full nudity with Lindsay. And he was like, mm, this is Playboy, so... <laughs> Like, as gross as Hugh Hefner is, like, I don't blame him for saying that because, like, it's Playboy. You know what I mean? It's also the same thing. Um, did anyone see the episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Kim and Chris go to the Playboy mansion and they act like they're like, oh, like, she doesn't have to be nude, does she? And Hef is sitting there like, mm, this is the Playboy mansion. Like, do you know where you are? Like, we're not in church. Yes, she has to go nude. Like, <laughs> like what the hell? He said, I think it was essentially Mama Dina and the folks around her that kept pushing for less nudity. And I said, we're doing a nude pictorial here. We're going to do it in a very classy way and we're going to do it in a way in which it will not be forgotten. Hef said that he wanted Lindsay to pose against a red velvet background just like Marilyn with bright red lipstick and a sexy pair of pumps. The pictorial and the concept came from me, Hefner said. I'm shocked. Uh, I'm shocked that you that you wanted a uh, platinum blonde icon on the cover of your magazine. He did admit, though, that he was a little bit apprehensive about having her on the cover because I don't know how much you guys follow like the girls next door and everything. But Hef is like weirdly conservative in certain ways. Like he didn't want any kind of drama on the show. Like he didn't want any strippers to appear in Playboy, which is like the most moronic contradiction I've ever heard in my life like find me some girls that'll strip down for my magazine but not strippers you know what I mean he had some issues with people that were more edgy he was all about the girl next door type of thing like the lady in the street but a freak in the bed type of thing so he wasn't 100% on board with having Lindsay but I think ultimately again I know this because of what Holly and Bridget and Kendra have said over the years like I think Hef was very enchanted by celebrities in general um, but he did say it came as a surprise to me I had kind of mixed emotions about it initially I wasn't quite sure where she was at in her life obviously it depends on whether it's Tuesday or Thursday Hef, are you really going to diss this girl who just like literally showed her chotch for your magazine? Like, can you not? Can you like be decent? I don't understand. So once the magazine came out, it was a huge success. It was reported that the January, February 2012 issue of Playboy sold 55% more ad pages than the same issue the year before. And with just over 49 ad pages, Lindsay is now the second best ad selling Playboy model in recent years. Who's number one? The queen of ad-driven nudity is none other than Kim Kardashian, whose December 2007 cover sold 56.9 ad pages. So this magazine was basically like a whole bunch of ads and then Lindsay S. Marilyn in the middle. So I guess I can say what I want about this Playboy spread, but it was a success. 
for Playboy and for Lindsay. So I guess it was actually a good collaboration. But I just remember people talking really poorly about her at the time. So I don't know. I guess you could debate if it was a good move or not. But it definitely put some money in the bank for her. So that was important. She also scored two more campaigns. One was for Jag Jeans, which I've never in my life heard of Jag Jeans. But the CEO of the company said that Lindsay did not disappoint during her photo shoot. He said, as Jag Jeans' newest endorser, Lindsay embodies the strength and fearlessness of the woman of today. She is unafraid to be who she is. She is fierce, yet exudes feminine grace. Lindsay was so involved with the shoot that she would go as far as adjusting items on the set. She even requested scissors so she could personally fray the edges of her black crepe blouse because she believed it would look better that way. Is that allowed? <laughs> I mean, look, I've never heard of Jag Jeans, but if I was modeling for anyone, I would not just pull out a pair of scissors and start shaving the edges of their blouse. Oh, I love Lindsay. He said Lindsay would take a hands-on approach to her shots as she was more than willing to change her hairstyle during mid-shoot and even use her own personal jewelry and excesses when needed. Well, that's good because she might steal yours if you put them on her. Uh, <laughs> and then she also did a perfume campaign for French Connection. So do you guys remember the FCUK t-shirts and how scandalous that was? I remember when I was young, I would see those FCUK shirts and ads and I just thought that was so edgy because it looks like it says fuck, but it doesn't. And Lindsay appeared to be having sex in the ad for their new fragrance, Friction. She was uh, modeling underneath male model Petey Wright and was shot by fashion photographer Yu Sai, who is the same photographer that shot her for the Playboy spread and for Jag Jeans. So I guess maybe these campaigns came from the fact that this photographer was so impressed with her when he did the Playboy shoot. That's exactly how you get anywhere in this business. It's making connections, networking, getting people to like you so they'll call you the next time they do a creative project. And I, I didn't mean to like, undermine the success by saying that like oh Lindsay was underneath the male model like she literally was like it's you know it's FCUK it's supposed to be an edgy type of ad so she was getting out there again she was making a buck she was doing her community service and she actually ended 2011 on a good note so on December 14th she appeared in court for her probation progress report the judge started the hearing by saying Miss Lohan you have actually done your work the judge noted that Lindsay actually completed the 12 days of community service that she had to have completed by this hearing early and that she went to an extra therapy session. So she went to five instead of four. And the judge also said that the morgue had reported to her that they were very pleased by her work. And then the judge said, at least as pleased as a morgue can be. And because of this good behavior, the judge granted Lindsay permission to go to Hawaii for her sister's birthday. And she said, that's fine. You're allowed to go out of state for family events. And you've been completing all of the work that I ordered you to complete. So go to Hawaii. Have fun. And that's where we're going to end it this week, folks. I don't really want to do an episode for every single year so I'm hoping I can compact 2012 and 2013 into one episode next time but we're actually going to be taking a break on the Lindsay front because we do have some celebrating of autobiography to go on because we are at that point in our coverage of Ashley Simpson so 
It's been a while since I've had an Ashley episode and you guys have been asking me and asking me. So next week we are going to be starting an autobiography mini series and then we will get back to Miss Lohan, of course. Thank you all so much for listening. I cannot thank you enough. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so happy that I can share my pop culture obsession with you all and break down this crazy story of Lindsay in all of these episodes. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.